for you. You've just started your new training, and while you're getting after it, you realize you feel more tired than normal, more sore for multiple days, and you feel hungry all the damn time. The problem? Your nutrition isn't matched to your training. In this episode, we're giving you solutions for these common problems so you can show up for your training with energy and stoke. So get ready to problem solve. You're listening to the Average Climber Podcast. All right, Caitlin, are you ready for another fun fact from the wild world of the animal kingdom? (laughs) I'm always ready for your animal-based fun facts. They just get weirder as time goes on. So let's do it. This one is actually um, from a listener that sent me a DM on Instagram to um, an interesting... Yeah, so if you are this listener, please click the um, little link in our show notes about how to send Lauren an email. I will send you a sticker. This is a great fun fact. Um, Okay, so this one is about wombats. Um, Oh, yeah, and I I'm not usually like a think it's fun to talk about poop person. Um <laughs> that's just not my typical brand of humor, though it can be fun and funny sometimes. Want to talk about people order our patties, the most important <laughs> acronym of the world. <laughs> oh, people order our patties. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Welcome to the podcast where we reference SpongeBob. I'm like all too often. All too often. <laughs> I'm like, do do Gen Z kids even know what SpongeBob is? I don't. I don't know. It doesn't Who matter. Knows? It's probably Who canceled knows? for them. I'm sorry. I, I I'm on a on a um, routine of getting sidetracked today. So please let's get us yeah. back on track. Wombats, okay, perfect. poop, wombat Interesting. poop. Okay. So did you know that wombat poop is cubes? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> it's, it, they poop in cubes. They're cubes. Uh, it's wild. Hold on. I'm going to Google it, this. Yeah. Like, look, it's not even like an exaggeration. Like it, they're like little uniform cubes. Oh my god. Right. Also wombats are like really cute. Um, they're so cute. They're extremely cute. Um and do you want to know what they do with the cubes? Do they build stuff? They build little like wombat communication cairns with their poop. Uh, wow. Yeah, they're kind of like mark they Yeah, they use it to mark their territory and like all this stuff. Um, I'm not a wombat expert, but I thought this was fascinating. Um, so I don't, I really want to know why this happens to be honest. Oh, I, okay. Wait, I just found it. Yeah. Can I read it? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so apparently there was a group of engineers and biologists that came together to figure this out, why it's cube shaped and they're formed in the final section of the intestine when they're pretty dry and the intestinal walls have varying degrees of stretchiness. The pressure molds it into their characteristic shape. So like, I don't know why wombats in particular are squares, but um, that's really intriguing. Yeah. So there you go. Little poop cubes that uh you can build stuff with this is a really spectacular people that this is your house or this is your log um (laughs) yeah 
So <laughs> log. <laughs> okay. Ew, ew, ew. Okay, moving on. All right. We got to get out of this fun fact. But I was like, this is okay. too interesting. I need to talk about this. But um, wow. Yes. Okay. So hello, everyone. This is not a podcast about animals. This is a podcast about rock climbing. <laughs> this is the Average Climber podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm a climbing co- coach, climbing coach, and certified personal trainer. This is my <laughs> friend, Caitlin. I was like, we're leaning into the weird voice today. <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm Caitlin. I'm a certified nutrition specialist who works with climbers. And we've got quite the episode for you today. And Lauren, do you want to tell us uh, what we're going to talk about? Yeah. Okay. I'm so excited for today's episode because honestly, I... I'm making this, the reason we're doing this episode is because when my athletes start a training plan with me and they start mentioning like certain struggles that are nutrition related, I'm like, I really wish I had a podcast episode that was like (laughs) nutrition struggles you might have when you start engaging with a training plan that challenges you. And then I was like, Caitlin, can we please do this episode? Because I just want there to be a comprehensive place where I could like send people when they're like, I'm dealing with a thing. Or honestly, I'll probably just be like, you started a training plan with me congratulations you might face some of these things here's the episode you should probably listen to it um, on your drive to the gym so yeah that's what we're doing today um because you know as we always say it'd be nice if you had a solid base of your nutrition strategy before you started a training plan but that's not usually that how it doesn't works. always happen usually, actually never does <laughs> actually never happens um usually what happens is someone starts a training plan realizes that there's all these problems and then hopefully they realize that some of the problems that they might be facing are nutrition related and then they you know in the middle of the plan decide they like probably should deal with that um so this episode's for you <laughs> if you resonate with any of these things so we have six different um nutrition problems that you might face as you start a new training plan. And Caitlin is going to give you solutions. So it's going to be very fun. Um, But before we get into all of that, a few reminders that we have for you. One, it is so helpful if you leave reviews for this podcast. Um, If you're on Spotify, just go to the place where you hit the number of stars and then hit go to the show page and then just hit the number of stars you think we deserve. That's all you got to do. Even one is fine. Even one is fine. It's a review. SEO world, if that's yeah, even how or podcasts something. work. But like, you know, <laughs> we, we try pretty hard. Maybe at least two. Come on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> please. 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 <laughs> um, so, okay. It, for Apple reviews, what you got to do is you go to the show page, you hit the number of stars you think we deserve, and then you hit write a review. And then you just leave it, leave your little review, and then you hit submit. Um, and if we end up reading your review on the show, just send us an email and we will send you stickers. Um for your gracious time, leave me a review. So write a review. Maybe you'll get a sticker. It'll be dope. Um, and then also as a reminder, we have a Patreon that you can support us on. So you can go to our show notes and find our Patreon link. Um, and you can also find us online and on Instagram. Um, you can find my website at goodspraycoaching.com or goodspraycliming.com. Either one works. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at goodspraycoaching. Uh, Caitlin, what about you? Where do people find you? People can find me at my namesake, CaitlinHolmes.com. Oh, you can also find me on Instagram at Dirtbag Nutritionist. And I am glued to my computer, so I check those regularly. So, yeah, look at that. (laughs) Bada bing. Okay, sweet. Well, before we get into um, all these nutrition problems and solutions, I have a testimonial um, from Caitlin's three month coaching client, Liz. So, I am going to read that to you. The testimonial of the week. Woo! Okay. (laughs) So, Liz says, 
It's amazing how much my mental game has changed. While I physically weigh more, I also haven't felt this good mentally and physically in so many years. I also just had the best climbing day I've ever had and the most sense I've ever had last weekend. My relationship with food feels a lot more positive than it used to. I feel much more of a balance between the food I want and the food I need. And that's from Liz. That is lovely. Hell yeah, Liz. Way to get after it and embrace nutrition so that you can rock the world. That's so exciting. Oh my God. Hell yeah. I I love hearing that. I feel like this is such a good testimonial for this week too because it's weird when you match your nutrition to your training and your basic needs, you benefit. (laughs) You feel good. Okay. So today we have, let's see, let me just double check the number. One, two, three. Four, five, six, six nutrition struggles that you might have. Am I counting this right? Yes, I'm counting this right. Okay. Okay. Six. (laughs) It's six. If it's not, sorry. (laughs) If it's not, sorry, you'll find out. But there's probably even more. But these are, we're definitely getting your bases covered. So um, these are in no particular order, but they are, um, they are relevant. And yeah, stick around. I'm sure you will recognize something of yourself in at least one of these, and it's going to be super helpful. So speaking from experience, um, I hear every single one of these every week. So Okay, that yeah. gives you any insight. And these are it, actually not from me. These were collected by a an Instagram poll. <laughs> actually, no, they were collected by uh, me asking my athletes what oh. they have trouble with. Um, yeah, so okay. I just, so I just popped your into athletes. my Yeah, I popped into my athlete group message and I was like, yo, squad, what do we have problems <laughs> with? And then so some of these are things directly from my athletes and some of these are cool. things um, that I've just heard athletes say over the years of my coaching um so i've kind of compiled but these are all from athletes that have engaged with the training plan um and i think you will recognize these um and obviously caitlin hears about these all the time too so okay first problem people face when they start a training plan they feel like they have less time for prepping or thinking about food because you are spending more time training and time is a finite resource so caitlin what are your (laughs) thoughts and solutions about this one Yeah, this one is actually step one usually for me. So say, for example, Mm. someone comes to me and they're like, hey, I started training. Nutrition's fallen off the wayside. I'm like, okay, that's normal. (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird when you replace, you know, two hours out of your day with training, you suddenly don't have time for something else. And nutrition is, I don't want to say it's a good thing to leave behind, but it's really easy to leave it behind because it just seems to be one of those things that we, you know, we've done it for a long time. Mm-hmm. We eat every day and yeah. day to day, it's like, oh yeah, this is routine. Got it. Habit. No, no problem. But I think we forget that that takes a lot of time. So over time, you might start to see some of your habits or you know, around the kitchen or the foods you prepare starting to change. And I think this is really normal while you're starting a training routine. So Mm -hmm. something that I recommend, especially in the early stages, like let's say you're, well, Lauren, you tell me this. If someone comes to you usually with the concern that, okay, now my nutrition is falling by the wayside, how soon do you see that in a training block with one of your athletes? Mm. people usually they don't always um come to me about that but I'll kind of like notice it 
in other ways where maybe if they're telling me like I'm super tired like such and such time into my session or like I realized I'm really hungry all the time um these are kind of like the side effects I think of this so I would say like this happens pretty fast usually like when I write you a custom training plan I try to make it so that it's not like an exceptional increase in the amount of time yeah yeah yeah. like usually if someone's like I already am climbing or like doing something six hours a week I try not to make it like more than that but sometimes someone will be like I was just you know there might be times in your life where you start a training plan because you have more time like maybe work just got less busy so you were only training three hours a week but now you're training 10 but your whole schedule's changed and so you have to like kind of get into some new routines um, around your training and I think you know it can get overwhelming when it's like I'm trying to change like my habits and routines around going to train but I'm also trying to change my like routines around nutrition um, yeah and how I like prep food um, especially if you're like spending a little bit more time at the gym in the evenings too right like, that can just precipitate into like not having as much time to like cook dinner or something right so or getting too close to bedtime and being like nah, I don't need that but yeah or just being like I yeah. guess I'll just like have a gas station-y collection of snacks and just like eat some hummus and <laughs> shove a protein shake down my fo- face and like that's what we're doing so exactly. which I don't necessarily think is like bad so what if some of your favorite like time saving well, way or yeah tell me tell me your thoughts on how to like get around this or deal with this so I I kind of see the same thing like a lot of people won't come to me in preparation for new training. I mm-hmm. think that's changing. Some people do, but I would yeah. say the vast majority of people are coming to me when they're like, this is a problem, need help because my my training has taken over and taken a priority, which is fine, but now I'm starting to see some unwanted consequences of letting my nutrition sort of slide a little bit and not valuing it enough. So mm-hmm. I usually will see that either it's, it's kind of like a spectrum. It's like you either see it right away because maybe the foundations weren't there to begin with, or Mm. it takes time to notice changes. So like someone over time might start to see more injuries or they might start to feel like they're not making any progress or like things, maybe like compounding other events in their lives could like make it feel a lot more challenging to get the nutrition they need. So I, no matter what time point someone is in, whether it's like day one of training or 12 weeks into training, I usually try to suggest that people engage in meal planning or prepping in some capacity. And Mm. I don't mean like Sunday is a six hour day to make your chicken, broccoli and rice, bro science diet for all 24 meals or whatever that you have. And I I think that is actually my least favorite way to talk about meal planning and prepping. Mm -hmm. I've never recommended that approach. Even when someone's like, I like that. I'm like, do you? (laughs) If you do, let's add some variety and that's fine. But I think it's really hard to keep up with that because we want to be outside on weekends. We want to relax on weekends. We have so many other engagements. So Mm -hmm. spending six plus hours in the kitchen, making the same boring meal is going to be so draining. So I have a couple suggestions that I tend to recommend. Um, With meal planning and prepping, certainly that can help you develop a strategy with like grocery shopping, for example, making sure that's routine. 
I also really like the idea of developing a master. I'm doing finger quotes. Nobody can see it except Lauren, but, (laughs) um, but I like the idea of developing a master recipe list. And this could be like foods you already know and make could Mm -hmm. be foods that you want to make or things that maybe your friends make. And you just have this as a go-to to to look at. But essentially what you're doing is just giving yourself some ideas so that you don't really have to think about it. You just grab, it's like grab and play. (laughs) You just like throw it into a a weekly list. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, when you go to the grocery store, you know exactly what to get. When you come home, you know exactly what you have. And there's certainly some variety you can add in there too if you want some new snacks or you want to keep some things on hand at all times for pretty like routine staple meals. Like I'll keep some beans, frozen Mm -hmm. foods, and uh, also some like tempeh, tofu, and canned, lots of canned meats. Like canned chicken is kind of weird, but it works well. Um, Canned salmon, canned tuna. Mm -hmm. I'll keep those non-perishables on hand for more emergencies, but week to week you can plan and and make it a little bit simple. Um, and this is probably for someone who already has a good routine established in the kitchen. They like maybe cooking their own food and feel that that's really approachable and simplistic. However, if you are someone who's like, nope, don't even have time for that. I don't want to plan. That, that step is really not being prioritized. Go to something like Blue Apron, HelloFresh, uh, Chipotle, Chipotle. <laughs> Actually, okay. Someone, my my friend keeps mentioning this, but I honestly think it's genius. You can order like Chipotle, like you could order Chipotle catering as like oh. meal prep because like you can get like enough, like whatever, like six burrito bowls or something. But like, there's ways, you know. If yeah, you, do, you know what I mean. Like, and it's not like I don't know, it's not that expensive. We like me and my friends have talked about just being like, what if we ordered a lot of Chipotle catering and then you just yeah. have like a tray of like chicken and a tray of <laughs> whatever but like you know I don't know yeah. there's stuff um I wasn't sure where you were going with that but you're totally right I think I think having catering <laughs> cater your life I don't know yeah. um but like have those options like there's nothing wrong with saying okay I'm gonna let someone else do the planning for me <laughs> because yeah that can be like the uh, if that's what is stopping you from eating well-balanced meals that you really need while you're training, then no shame in getting some additional support and help. I mean, I even have, I have some clients who will have like ready-made meals delivered. So they literally just either pop it in the oven or it's like good to go. And that, that kind of brings me to my last point here. If you need to rely on convenience foods, Mm -hmm. going out to eat, You know, it's not necessarily the budget-friendly approach here. But, again, if this is the difference between you getting a solid, at least balanced meal, I don't necessarily mean, like, everything cooked, homemade, fresh. It could be, like, charcuterie, (laughs) adult lunchables. Um, (laughs) But those things, it really does matter because when you're training, you just need the energy coming in. So there's no shame in finding solutions for you that make it easier, especially if the impact on your day-to-day life is uh, pretty insignificant in terms of time. Um, If you can afford those simpler options, that's great. Otherwise, your meal planning and your prepping can help you go a long way. Like even 
dicing your your vegetables ahead of time and storing them in the fridge can be really helpful too. So there are ways to get around it, um, but it is really important with training, make sure your nutrition is supporting the extra level of energy that you are outputting. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I'll add to that too, just like on the note of convenience foods, like you don't even have to get a blue apron, but maybe it's just like you hate grocery shopping. Like, I don't know. It Mm -hmm. seems like identify the part that annoys you the most because it's like make it like having your nutrition ready is like complicated. It's like you have to, you have to plan, you have to grocery shop, then you have to like actually make it and like all this stuff. So like maybe identify the part that you think is like the most annoying or maybe there's multiple parts that you're just like having trouble getting done and then like outsource that if you have the means. Yeah, Um, Instacart. I wish we had Instacart in Santa Fe. Holy hell. That would save me so much time. <laughs> I just found out that Costco does a uh, delivery and I'm like, wait, because, okay. Cause like, there's only a few things like we get from Costco, like we get some stuff, but just going to Costco is a nightmare and God forbid you yeah. have to go on a Sunday. There's just like so many people. It makes me feel insane. So like, yeah, I would like to where anxiety comes to yeah and the carts are so big and everyone just Uh, like has no awareness of yes yeah it's just parked in the middle of an aisle and you're like can you move yeah yeah no it's just like there's so many people and the carts are so big so yeah yeah I think um basically we just gave you permission that if you need to make life easier and you feel like you can't do nutrition perfectly (laughs) permission granted make it easier on yourself whatever the hell that means yeah like Um, you don't have to sit there and make your meals at home to get a gold star no you do that by eating yeah like and there's plenty of places to eat out that have like nutritious balanced meals and it's fine like yep do what you need to do (laughs) to actually eat food um it's all good so okay (laughs) second thing second problem i definitely have experienced this myself when I started a new training plan is just like feeling extra hungry in general and being like mm. kind of bewildered about what to do. Um, yep. Just being like, I feel like I'm eating what I was and now I feel like now that's not enough, work. but I don't know like <laughs> what to add or what to do or like what, how to, how to navigate that. So Caitlin. Yeah. That's here. <laughs> so this is actually happening to me right now. Love it. So I think this is a a good example because I hear this a lot too, right? Like you start a new training plan and all of a sudden you're going to bed hungry and waking up hungry. And you're like, what the hell? Like, this isn't fun. (laughs) This is, I, I haven't done that much. Like I literally started going on daily walks again, like walking, baby walks down the street. And all of a sudden I'm waking up starving. I'm like, this is trash. I don't know. You're like, how is this 15 minute walk like making me starve? <laughs> yeah. Well, it just goes to show you how much I wasn't doing this summer. Um, anyway, <laughs> but it is true. I think that when you start training, especially if you're kind of going from not a lot to a whole bunch or even like 10% more, it can create this sensation of frequent and consistent hunger. And Mm -hmm. what I'd say to this is it's really important to check in with yourself and know your calorie awareness, like bring more awareness to what is enough Mm -hmm. for you. Because let's say you've been at a maintenance phase all summer, you've been kind of doing, or, you know, whatever the time of year is, if you've been in maintenance, you've still been training, exercising, getting some energy output going, but you're not at your 
point where you're progressively overloading or mm-hmm. trying harder, you're at probably your maintenance calories, but it's important to really understand what that actually is so that you can build from there. Because if you don't even know where to start, how are you going to know where to go? So what I like to suggest there, and this is, again, not, not something you have to do with numbers, metrics, or exactness, but if you want to track in some capacity for one to two weeks, this could even be writing down, like for breakfast, I had eggs, with toast and butter like that could be all you add Mm -hmm. and it's still important to understand okay well this is what I was doing before and this isn't working where could I add food because unless you bring awareness to what those meals are what the specifics are you will have no idea where you could increase so for example with eggs and toast if you had one egg maybe bump it up to two or maybe you have two slices of toast or you, you add, do both. You do both or you <laughs> add a banana on the side. Maybe mm-hmm. you add peanut butter to your toast. Maybe later in the day you have an additional snack. Um, you could even use nutrient timed practices around your training. So for example, if you do nothing but add foods before, during, and after your training session, that resolves that, a lot of problems for most yeah, people. That seems like the eat like that seems like for yeah. me, that's kind of just what I naturally do when I like start, you know, having right. more intense training blocks and I'm like, oh, that kind of like fixes some things. So Caitlin, let me ask you this. If someone yeah. was gonna do like like allow me to describe what I think you're talking about is like the most dumbed down version of how you can kind of like <laughs> work this out. So let's say yeah, yeah. like, and, and also perhaps you're a kind of person that's like maybe triggered by like calorie counting and all of those things. Yeah. So maybe this is what you do in like a journal or in a note on your phone. When you wake up, how hungry are you? Scale of one to 10 or just like, are you weirdly hungry? Mm-hmm. Make a note, write down yeah. what you eat during the day. Make a note at the end of the day when you're going to bed. Am I super hungry? Right. Yes, no. Or like scale of one to 10, however you want to do it. And I feel like if you did that for like three, four, five days, you'd probably have a good idea of like right. what you're eating, where you could slot in some extra food without having to like make things complicated or track calories. Would you like agree with that? Like if you were going to do like the easiest, yeah. dumbest way of just like trying mm-hmm. to figure this out? Yeah. Usually when I recommend tracking, even if it is just simplistic, like not measuring, not Mm -hmm. recording in an app, I tend to recommend that you incorporate hunger levels and then also incorporate your training and your sleep. Because Mm -hmm. I think like there are a lot of things that you can track, but if you track those things in connection to your nutrition, it takes the focus away from tracking just your food. So there's less of this like emphasis on like, oh, I ate this or I didn't eat that. Like it, it, Mm -hmm. it sort of removes some of that like halo of guilt that's there. Um, Yeah. You're just like trying to evaluate things for you as like a person who's training. It's not just, yeah, it's not judgment. Yeah. Yeah, It's not like a judgment of what you're eating because again, you just, you want to know at a really basic level what what about what happened or like what you were doing in the past is not working now and then once you have a few days before you you can kind of see some um, patterns you can understand okay maybe I could try adding something here or something at another time point or Mm -hmm. add those nutrient timing practices into your your day 
So I think there are a lot of strategies there. Um, but really checking in with yourself is probably the best way for you to understand when you are hungrier, when you're starting to train, how much more do you need to eat? What's going to feel good for you and what's going to fuel you well in this new uh, time point. Okay, cool. No, that totally makes sense. Okay. So you mentioned nutrient timing, which I would agree with you for me has been like the easiest way to just like yeah, bump up my nutrition as needed around like when I am getting into a training cycle. So like, can you tell everyone what nutrient timing is um, and how you yes. would like do that around a training session? Yeah. So nutrient timing is this. You is have like, a freebie for this too, right? You have a nutrient timing. <laughs> I actually have an ebook for this. Oh, perfect. Okay. We will um, link to that on the show notes. I was like, yes. you are, you have a resource for this. So give us the like rundown, but we will yes. link to the like full shebang. Okay. Yes. So nutrient timing really simply put is just the intentional or conscientious planning of what to eat before, during, and after your training sessions mm-hmm. or exercise. So what you eat before is intended to help give you energy, but also so give you energy going into your session, maintain your energy throughout, and then also support recovery after. Um, same thing, having some food coming in in the middle of your training session is intended to keep you going. And then after your session is intended to support um replacement of nutrients you possibly use during your session and support recovery. So all three of these things don't necessarily need to be something that you do all the time. I personally will do, let's say for example, like a shorter training day, I'll only have something before and after. If I'm outside and I'm kind of pushing it for let's say three plus hours, I will have a snack every single hour in addition to something pretty nutrient dense before and after this time point. So it depends. We got lots of info on this, so we'll mm-hmm. make sure we link that in the show notes. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. And like, okay, generally, generally speaking, it's like more carbs before and during, and then after is when you'd probably incorporate like more of a protein recovery thing. Cause I think people get so confused about when the protein is supposed to happen. Cause I feel like I've yeah. heard a thousand things where it's like protein before, so that's already there and then there's like (laughs) like it's just like all this stuff yeah Um, some people do okay with it before but it can cause some digestive upset Mm -hmm. because you're not I mean the point of getting some food in before you start training is to boost your energy not necessarily provide protein with the intention for recovery because by eating carbs before your session you are supporting recovery because you're giving your body usable energy so it doesn't have to break down and pull from energy stores during your session so you're kind of giving yourself like a leg up yes yeah usually like this is my go-to thing that I always have in my climbing bag y'all like this is my it's so simple I have fruit snacks they're these like fruit leather things I don't, they're so good. I forget the name of them right now. But anyways, they're fruit leathers. I have a bunch of those in my bag. Just like they're like little sticks. I just have a shit ton of them in there so that if I get hungry, I feel like my energy is getting low. I just like eat them. And then I have a shelf stable protein shake in my bag as well. And that is yep. my nutrient timing. Like that's it. You know, usually I'll have like something before I leave the house, like peanut butter toast or yada yada. But like, yeah, I just have carb snacks and my protein shake like in my bag that are shelf stable and like non-perishable so that I can just like have them ready to go whenever I need them. And then I don't have to think about it. 
and I just buy yep. a bunch of them at one time and then I'm stocked up and then the decision is made and I have my snacks. Like it can be that easy. It does not have to be like some crazy beautiful mix of nuts and apricots <laughs> and like chopped up apple slices. Like do what right. you need to do to have energy. You can Keep have like simple. the nice veggies and shit like later during your actual yeah. meals. But And make sure the things that you have around your training sessions are foods that you'll remember to eat and are enjoyable because we've given this example before. Bland almonds no not doing it <laughs> no you're not it's not gonna it's not gonna happen caitlin what do you like to have in your i know you mostly train in your house but like what's what do you like have readily available like if you're doing like a big garage session so lately what i've been doing is like i'll have lunch i'm building this up we won't go into the specifics of nutrient timing i guess but there, there's more information out there but i'll usually have lunch at like 1 p.m and then i train closer to four or five. So that's a big enough window where I want to have like a very carb rich snack Mm -hmm. before my session. So usually in that like 30 minutes to one hour before I'll be warming up or trying to just like disconnect from work and I'll have dried mangoes. I really love, uh, or dried apricot apricots too. (laughs) Um, I also will do uh, Annie's gummy bunnies. Oh my god, I love those. They're the tropical. So oh, they're so, so good. good. Uh, <laughs> I also really love uh, lately cereal. Puffins peanut butter cereal is like fun. Are those the gluten free ones? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> so I found a cereal that I like that has a lot of protein in it. Um, it's like a keto cereal. That's not the point. I just wanted like something to like three make... wishes or yeah. I think the other it's not one really. It doesn't really have carbs, so it's not like a good like pre workout thing. But I do like it as like a snack or like as a thing that I put on yogurt for camp breakfast. Anyways, okay, so you have like <laughs> your fun cereal or like some dried yeah. fruit or like bunnies gummies um, gummy bunnies. yeah i okay. eat bunnies before my <laughs> session um <laughs> 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 uh, but that's that's pretty typical for me and then just like you lauren i love those protein shakes like shelf stable protein shakes um i love those afterwards because if i'm especially if i'm trying to let's say like run to the store after I train or hop in the sauna or do something or I'm trying to rush. Like, I know it sounds really dumb to say like, oh, it's too much work to go and get my canister of protein. It is. It is too much work and they aren't as tasty. I'm just going to say it. The shelf stable ones are tastier. Yeah. It is too much work. They're pretty good. I just, there are times too when I'm like, I really don't want to clean this yeah shaker bottle after three days when it's been growing (laughs) yeah i listen listen i resonate with this it's (laughs) it's the laziest thing but i just like how they taste like chocolate milk they're very tasty and i just like they are And and you can get a big container of them uh like a pallet on amazon for less which is kind of nice whoa Okay, I need to look on Amazon. Usually my yeah. go-to is Costco because heart Costco. Oh, yeah. And um, also Target does have some. Um, and they're like half the price of normally because we, we live next door to Whole Foods. So mm, uh, yeah, we go there. Struggle. But they're like double the price at Whole Foods versus Target. So yeah. Okay, yes. This is good. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if you're feeling extra hungry, leverage some nutrient timing and some of these strategies we just talked about to figure out 
how and where to slot in more food because that's the answer to being hungry. It's not because you're thirsty or because something's wrong with you. Or it's because, because you you're terrible. <laughs> um, it's just, that's, it's math. Um, okay, perfect. Let's move on to our <laughs> third struggle. Um, okay, so... For my athletes that train in the evenings after work, and this definitely used to be me, um, especially because when I worked at a manufacturing plant, I was like walking around on my feet all day in my heavy little stupid steel-toed clogs that were so fucking ugly. Um, <laughs> God. Tell us so, how you really feel. So ugly. They're like huge clo- Like I looked like like if a, if a Smurf was doing construction, like that's what they would wear. It was like the ugliest uh, shit ever. Um, how unfortunate. Not glamorous. Um, but well, I would be so you know hungry. not glamorous. <laughs> having your toes chopped off by materials <laughs> correct but it's a sh- it was a shampoo plant this it's fine it's, but you you're never right. know those dangerous those shampoo shit. bottles falling from the sky i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so anyways having like a post having like an afternoon or like a post work energy crash especially mm. if you're like popping in the car after work like yeah. you don't have time to like go home and make a thing it's like you got to get in the car you got to get your right. ass to the gym like how can you kind of navigate these crashes because nothing will make you like if it's already hard to like get to the gym after work and then you're like tired as fuck and super hungry it's just gonna be like that much harder to not just like drive your ass home and take a nap right so what are your thoughts here for the people that train in the evening that don't get to like have you know go home and have like a big nice dinner before (laughs) right training not that you even maybe want to do that anyway but yeah thoughts yeah so I I actually struggle with this too because I'll finish my work day and be like, oh my god, I'm so exhausted. Like now I have to go train. And <laughs> or you're you like, might- I should probably eat something, but I'm too hi- tired to make myself exactly. Eat like, oh my god, it's so embarrassing. But like, you get so tired that you're like, actually, all I can do is take my starving little body to my bed and pass out. And like, that's not <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. So- <laughs> well, I also think energy crashes. Like, let's say you you can eat all your meals during the day. But work or commit like family commitments, like whatever you do during your daytime, if that is really mentally or emotionally draining or physically draining, going into your training session is also going to be, I think, challenging to find that energy, especially because it's hard to disconnect. So I might Mm -hmm. I'm going to say something that might kind of surprise you um, because (laughs) this is something that I've started started. I don't know why I'm like speaking with my Boston accent today. Jesus Christ. Um, so, <laughs> so something that I do now, because I find it really, really challenging to go from some intense client call, client F, God, okay. Client calls and also um, just like hard, hard work days, um, mentally taxing work days lately. I think it's helpful to, A of all, have my snack ready to go. So like have it in your car if you're going from work to the gym or have it in your gym bag already. Mm. Have your, this is your carb rich snack. Um, Have it be something again that you like, you'll enjoy. It's okay if it has sugar. It's okay if it has salt. Actually to have both, amazing. And you want to make sure you have some fluids too, like seven to 10 ounces, give or take, Mm -hmm. because you might be a little bit dehydrated. So you want to rehydrate going into your session. But here's the, maybe the surprising piece. I want you to sit for, set a timer, could be a minute, could be five minutes. But 
I want you to practice some big, deep breaths and big forced exhales, like almost sighing because you need to disconnect to be able to get back into this different mindset, but also to reinvigorate, re-energize yourself. Because sometimes it's not that you're physically tired, like you have the energy, but maybe you're not mentally focused yeah. or you're very mentally fried which is fair because that's how yeah. I feel most days <laughs> <laughs> yeah like do yeah I love that like something you know if you're like not a guided meditation person like just find a song that you just like vibe to and then like breathe for the whole time like you don't yeah. have to make it crazy I've it doesn't have to be before. spiritual at all yeah <laughs> it can literally be, like, be you need to take some fucking deep breaths and also like as a coach yeah. you like chopping off all the work like it's hard to do but like you like being like it's time to get into like I'm an athlete that's about to go train mode not a person right. that has to deal with all this work shit mode like that's so key <laughs> I would love exactly. for you to like actually go into your session being like it's time for me to focus on this and not be like half in half out um yeah yeah I'm a big peanut butter and jelly sandwich person this is like my easy thing that I've like started doing like and I'm just like you know if I'm going from thing to thing all day and I know I'm gonna you know sometimes if I go from like the climbing gym to like a dance class or something which I don't love to do but sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles I'll be like girl you are not gonna have time to like stop and get drive through food like you are not gonna have time for this and that like you need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I just like have my like or like you're gonna need this at some point today when you're out and about and I just like pack that ahead of time. And it's so easy because it takes like two seconds to make. So like maybe right. just find a snack that you can like pack that doesn't, you know. Find your PB and J. Yeah. <laughs> or honestly, like if you have like a desk at work, you could just have like your, you know, peanut butter, jelly and some bread like in your desk. And like, that's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> like it works. I mean, usually what I'll do, because like at my office, we have like a nut a bunch of nut canisters and then some of them have like actual m&ms in it obviously i'm going for those because of course that's that i mean bland nuts the most unappealing snack in the entire world yeah, uh but uh, no. <laughs> but that's that's kind of what i'll reach for and then i'll have that like before i come home and do my deep breathing and then maybe i'll have some i don't know maybe a packet of gummy bunnies and that's that's like enough to kind of get me yeah in that zone gives me a chance to relax gives me some energy but also gives me a second to be like okay I'm no longer at work this is what we're doing let's go let's go yeah yeah I love that okay so to wrap that one up take some time to take some deep deep invigorating breaths whether that's a minute or five minutes or maybe the length of a song that gets you (laughs) feeling good um and have another episode where we just tell you to have snacks to stashed everywhere but like have a snack um and i think that ties into what we talked about with excuse me nutrient timing as well cool well caitlin let's go ahead and take a short break and then we'll come back with the the next three perfect our four five and six okay cool you know what movie scenes really spoke to me growing up the makeover montages Like Lizzie McGuire going on a shopping spree with her pop star icon twin. Or Caddy Heron's good girl gone bad transformation in Mean Girls. Or, better yet, Anne Hathaway's iconic bangs in The Devil Wears Prada. 
I actually tried out those bangs in eighth grade. Turns out they don't look so hot when you have a massive cowlick in the middle of your forehead. Anyways, the fact is that I love a good makeover. I like seeing how a few simple tweaks can lead to a stunning before and after. And though I'm no Hollywood fashion guru, I've started a little makeover game of my own. With training plans, of course. Every week, I take an audience member's training plan and offer the adjustments needed to take it from all right to excellent. Inside of the weekly training plan makeover, I take you step-by-step through the how and why behind my recommendations that you can watch in a short, actionable video. The catch. This is only available to those on my email list. So if you want to get the weekly training plan makeover delivered straight to your inbox, or maybe even get a training plan makeover of your own, then make sure to get signed up for the weekly training plan makeover at the link in our show notes. All right, moving on to number four. So this one is particularly interesting. um, And I think, you know, maybe one that people don't want to talk about, but also something that's important. So, but also really want to talk about. about? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, obviously society has this narrative that if you like start working out, you're just going to get like super lean, right? Like there's kind of this Mm -hmm. idea, calories in, calories out, yada, yada, yada. Right. Okay. But some athletes notice this like shift in body composition from training. Um, and they notice that they're definitely like gaining weight, um, which is certainly muscle. Like they can see that. And this is probably over the course of months. But they also notice that they're increasing body fat. Mm-hmm. As- so the question is like, one, can we build muscle without this increase in body fat? Um, and like kind of like why does this happen and what's what's going on? Um, and you know, what do you have to say about this like perceived struggle that people maybe are finding that they're having or confused about perhaps? Right. Yeah. You know, I think it's totally valid. Um, this is something that I hear a lot too, because it's like, I'm training and I'm building muscle. Why is this other thing also happening? But just rest assured in case you're not aware of this already. Um, uh, but when you're building muscle, it's incredibly normal to see fat gain simultaneously. Mm. That is something that I try to suggest that my athletes anticipate and expect. It doesn't always happen. And it's not always the, it's not always like this guaranteed um, outcome. And it's Mm -hmm. really hard to say person to person why someone might gain more or less than another. But in terms of training for climbing, like if you've probably heard in weightlifting, um, more of that arena with like mm-hmm. dirty bulks, for example, mm. you're essentially bulking so much and more aggressively than what I might recommend um, totally. based on like what your training looks like. But that could cause you to gain more fat than is desired. Mm. That's why I think they kind of do this like bulk and cut. I think bulking and cutting is a really hard process to put your body through. So I think it's better to go about it in more of a sustainable way. So I kind of mm-hmm. have like a 10% rule. And this is not my rule. This is a very common rule. Um, the 10% rule with a calorie surplus. So again, we talked about like your maintenance calories. And once you know that, if you can add 10% additional calories when you start training, mm-hmm. that will hopefully help you not only have more energy to build muscle. Um, if you see body fat gains, again, this is really normal, 
But because you're building muscle with this, or the goal is to build muscle with this 10% increase, your the idea is that you're effectively supporting this additional power output. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is too, if your macronutrients are skewed towards, let's say, I guess towards any any of the macronutrients, carbs, protein, and fat, it's still important to have a balance. But during the surplus, you might decide to prioritize something like uh, protein if you don't already. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, and maybe this is surprising, your carbohydrates are probably what I would recommend increasing more so. Most people don't get enough carbohydrates, but when you're in a surplus or even when you're not, carbohydrates are super important for your muscle gain goals too. So you can kind of, you know, figure out, are you getting enough of your macros in general? But then when you add 10%, you can probably prioritize carbohydrates if your protein needs are being met. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to tie something in with something that another athlete mentioned was that like, uh, he gets like really snacky. Like he starts craving more yeah. like sugary things or maybe just starts mm-hmm. like reaching for like, you know, I'm not even going to call them like bad foods, but just these more like calorically dense, maybe like higher fat content or just like yeah, snacky yeah. foods that perhaps are like fun and tasty, but don't necessarily have like the nutritional value of like something more balanced, yada, yada. So yeah, like, yeah. would you say that this could be you know, I'm trying to like, kind of just to like put a thought together here. It's like, perhaps if you're more hungry, but you don't have tying a lot of these struggles together, um, that could maybe precipitate in this, like more fat gain that you wanted. Like perhaps you are starting a training plan. You're hungry. You have less time for thinking about things. And then you're just like reaching for stuff instead of having a more like intentional approach to what you're eating. So maybe that just results in you eating, you know, more things that are helping you get your caloric needs, but they're not necessarily helping you with like perhaps the body fat composition or like the body or the composition, balance, the of balance macros. of the macros yeah. that you like might well, ideally want. Like, yeah. And the lack of intention could be perhaps causing like some of right. the results that you're not right. perhaps enjoying. Two things there. Um, under eating one of the, there are so many signs and symptoms of under eating, mm-hmm. um, not only mentally, but physiologically and physically. Um, but craving sugar, craving carbs can be a sign that you're under eating. Um, you're under supporting your body's needs. But in addition, if you are under eating throughout your day, when you have the opportunity to have snacks, let's say maybe it is a more energy dense, calorically dense food, you may eat more of that in a sitting versus Mm -hmm having a balanced day throughout the day, you're less likely to reach for more of those foods. Like there's nothing wrong with those foods, but again, if you're like getting enough food for sure, but yeah, you yeah, could like, like avoid this like crash and like exactly maybe not as mindful of like snack decisions. Yeah. And like, if your foundation isn't being met, of course you're going to be hungry. Of course yeah. you're going to be craving these foods that your body's like, biologically programmed to say eat more of that like I want some You're sugar like, I'm and starving some fat. get me yeah exactly like, yeah like it's your body's really smart it, it's going to know hey we're underfed let's reach for the things that we know give us the most energy so even though you might not be aware of it and there might be this almost guilt complex with it of like oh I had three donuts shit like that's 
think about what you had earlier in your day. You probably didn't have enough or you need more food in general. It's okay if you reach for these foods, especially if it's something like, you know, while you're trying to figure out how to balance out your energy needs. But it's really normal to feel snackier, really normal to feel hungrier. Um, But definitely just to sort of summarize that, if you are not aware of how much more you need, again, you want to focus on maybe this 10% surplus, Mm -hmm. uh, but also be wary that, or not wary, but be okay with body changes during training. Like some fat gain with muscle gain is normal. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you're building muscle and it's still improving your body composition as you go because we need body fat. You can't just have muscle. Doesn't work like that. No. Yeah. And also I will link um, in the show notes to Caitlin did an awesome interview about body composition on the Power Company podcast. And we've talked a lot about body composition as well on this podcast. So we will link to some other... um, Totally. resources on that so you can like dig into this more if that's something you're curious about we don't want to cover all of that here um okay, okay. <laughs> let's let's move on to struggle number five um which is just having like excess muscle soreness and fatigue um and we actually did a whole episode on this we won't like go into this in too much detail but caitlin can i say my quick piece on muscle soreness and fatigue before we get into the nutrition side of things. So yes, when you start a new training plan, it's going to be very normal for you to experience like some muscle soreness and like extra fatigue as your body gets used to it. Usually I say like by about the two or maybe even three week mark, I would like for you to have adjusted um, and not be feeling this extreme amount of muscle soreness. If you still are, you probably need to do a few things. Perhaps it is mess with your nutrition, which we're going to get to. Perhaps it is you need more rest in general. Um, It also could be that you just need to like decrease the volume and or intensity of the training that you're doing. Um, Not to tack onto the 10% rule, but maybe if by week three, you're still like not feeling good, I would try reducing whatever it is you're doing by like 20% for like a week and see if that helps you feel less sore. Like there's a lot of places this could come from, but it's not because like you're bad or you're weak it's just like it might be too much and you just need to like adjust it but you should not be muscle soreness is not like it's not a bad thing but it's also not our goal our goal is for your numbers to go up and for your training to get better not for you to feel like shit all the time also if you're so sore that it's like interfering with like your activities like if you do like a leg day and you like can't go up the stairs the next day that was way too much and like immediately (laughs) like immediately like whatever's going on if you like feel like you're in so much pain that you're like it's inhibiting like just doing normal shit you you need to like reduce it immediately don't wait three weeks like reduce now (laughs) right so um yeah so that's my like little coach diatribe about muscle soreness and fatigue my my goal as a coach um like your coach should not be trying to make you sore uh that's like not not cool what your coach's (laughs) goal should be um but yeah caitlin on the nutrition side of things what do you what are your some of your like thoughts and tips on helping with muscle soreness and fatigue. So I'm going to keep this very simple. Love it. I want you to picture a triangle with yes, three sections. Okay. Okay. Your big base, sufficient calories. If you are not eating sufficient calories, you will be sore. You will be tired. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. Yes. <laughs> then moving up to the middle tier, macronutrient balance. 
that can be key as well because if you're not consuming enough protein, mm-hmm. you could be consuming sufficient calories. But if your protein is too low. really low, you're not going to be giving your body what it needs to effectively recover. So that's that's two. Yes. And then lastly, up at the top, your little top triangle, your top of your candy corn, if you will. We just passed Halloween at the time this is being released. So here we are. Yeah, Um, there's a bunch of extra candy corn in the world because they keep making it. And I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, Such a hater. Anyway. Wait, do you like candy corn? I love candy corn. Wait, I was going through my list of friends that like candy corn. And I'm like, who do I know that's maybe a serial killer? And it's you and my, um, my friend's mom, Lisa. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm a hater. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Go on. That's fine. It's more of a nostalgia thing to me now because when I eat okay. it now, I'm like, mm, so good. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. Last one. Top of the triangle is variety. So focus more so on your calories, then focus on macros. And then lastly, your variety. This is going to be your micronutrients, your vitamins, mm-hmm. minerals, trace elements from all food sources. Love so it. getting variety in every every um, category of food, fruits, vegetables, beans, whole grains, uh, meats, dairy, all that, eggs. <laughs> yeah. All of those are really important because when you think of like your hierarchical needs in nutrition as someone who's in training, you want to make sure you focus on it really just in in that order because those those are kind of like the the broad things that you need um, not only for energy for recovery but then also those micronutrients are going to help facilitate recovery facilitate muscle building and all of the processes that go into um, building and recovering too sweet that makes a ton of sense okay Let's move on to our sixth and final nutrition struggle. Um, And this one is, I feel like we've already talked about the solution, but I want you to point it out specifically. So feeling really tired, like about an hour or so into your sessions, like maybe you start out feeling good and then you just start like bonking early. Um, I know for some athletes, they might think like, oh, it's because my work capacity is bad or like, oh, I need to do more training so that I'm like not so tired or yada yada. But before you go there, I would look at your nutrition. Um, Caitlin, thoughts. What would you do? Yeah. Before you're like, I just suck. That's why Before I can't you're like, do it. it's me. It's it's my climbing. I'm bad. Like, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's not that. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. Usually an hour, the hour time point is the marker for when your body probably needs energy. So energy is just food. So usually at the 60 minute mark is when I suggest having some type of carbohydrate rich snack uh, in that like 30 to 60 gram window um, or range, not window. Um, And that could look like a banana. It could look like two Uncrustables (laughs) to give you an example. And it's important to same thing with your pre-workout snack. It might just be a continuation of what you were eating then, but that hour mark is a great time to refuel so that you can continue your energy stores in case they dipped. Um, that's usually feeling tired, hungry, irritable, again, having cravings towards this one hour mark. That's your best indicator to be like, all right, time to have a snack. Even if your mm-hmm. session is only 90 minutes, 60 minute mark, have a snack. 
Yeah. I'm also really big, and I, I don't actually know how many, like, calories or how many carbs are in this, but I've been really enjoying just, like, doing some straight-up Gatorade powder in my water and maybe, yeah, doing, like, totally. three or four scoops and just, like, mm-hmm. gradually diluting it as I go, but I just feel like that way I'm getting, one, I drink it more because it's tasty, like, and I'm actually hydrated, and then, yep. two, I feel like I'm just getting, like, consistently, like, a little bit of carbs throughout my session that are, like, quick yep. carbs and that I don't actually have to stop to have a snack. Um, something I actually might start doing... Um, this is something uh, Coach Nate mentioned to me that he does with his clients is like in the middle of his session. So like people will warm up, they'll go do their like hangboarding for the session and then get into the like hard part of their session. But during the hangboarding, he's like, have a snack, like do nice. your hangs and he'll program like snack break, like five minute snack break. And I'm like, I love that. I need to like yeah. program that in to totally. my- maybe maybe my athletes will uh, have started seeing that by the time this episode comes out. But I think that is a great idea, um, especially if it's, like, a long yep. endurance session. Like, if you're going to be at the gym for a while and it's, like, a high-volume session or, like, a hard, hard session, like, Yeah, you gotta have a snack. Have a snack. Like, gotta there's have no snack. way around it. <laughs> yeah, like, got to. So, yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. I think think that's, that's yep. it. Another episode where we tell you to have a lot of snacks. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, Caitlin, shall we... Uh, Shall we wrap it up here? Do you have anything you want to tell the good people about before we um, before we jet off? <laughs> I do. So at the time that this is being released, I am currently accepting applications for 2024 to Whoa. work with me for three months. Um, but if you're like, I can't wait that long, Caitlin, I need you now, <laughs> which is fine. I also have an option that you can work with me uh, month to month. This is new. Um, this is something that I wanted to make available to people in this interim time of year when you still need support, um, but we're getting close to the holidays. So mm-hmm. uh there are certainly a lot of things that we can do together, uh, but if you're interested in applying to work with me, you can do so all under the exact same application, no matter if you want to work right now or wait in the future. Uh, so we will put that link in the show notes. Love it. That is great. Um, what do you got? Uh, let's see. On my end, so I always do some fun sales around Black Friday. So you'll probably start seeing me share what those sales are going to be. Um, Typically, I will do a fun sale on custom training plans. And a lot of people around this time of year will kind of get a deal um, on a custom training plan or like put down a deposit to reserve a spot with me um, in the coming year. So a lot of people will be like, I'm not ready to start training right now. But come January, once all this craziness is over, I do want to start a training plan. And it's a great way to kind of like lock yourself in for a good deal um, on 2024 training. Um, And then I also will have um, some deals over Black Friday, really good deals on training plans, um, nice. self-guided plans as well. So now is a great time. Not everyone always starts right away, but if you're like, I want to be like, have I want to go into 2024 knowing that I have like a training plan lined up. Um, good spray, good spray. Black Friday sale is a great way to do that um, and get like some really sweet deals on working totally. with me or working with my programming. So super fun. Um, yeah, so just stay tuned for for that stuff. Um. And yeah, that's what's that's what's going on. Um, cool. Okay. Well, I think we can uh, we can close it out there, Caitlin. Thanks so much Perfect. for helping us out. I'm so excited to be able to send this episode to my athletes <laughs> whenever they start working with me to be like, "Hello, you will probably face one of these problems. Here are solutions <laughs> Here because you go. it's such a thing. Here you go. So yes, I, it's this was so common. so helpful. Yeah, 
I'm for glad. Sure. <laughs> no, um, and we'll link to, and we will, again, we will link to that nutrient timing um, resource that Caitlin yes. has in the show notes. That's going to be super helpful. Um, and definitely a key thing to get, like if, I think if we had to say like one thing that will help you out with yeah. like, a lot of these struggles, nutrient timing will like fix a lot of this shit without you even having to like really think about yeah. each individual problem. If we so talk about a magic wand to resolve a lot of issues right yeah. now. That's a good one. That's that's the one. So dig into that, get psyched. Um yeah, and until next time, everyone, keep it keep it, it average. average. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>